Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Check it. You're tuned in to Say What Radio with your hosts, Justin, Taz, and the other guys. Say What Radio. I'm going to just start with this one and just, just say headlines and see what you say. Baseball coach is suspended after he forced his players to spit in his face. Huh? He was a damn guy. A Greek man was convicted of stealing electricity despite being dead. <laughs> yes. All right, all right, all right. It is a new year because I we haven't been on for a while. It's been a minute. Hey guys, I what radio's coming at you guys. Not live either <laughs> got your girl justice we're doing this a little bit different usually in the past year or so we've been kind of social distancing or so to say or uh recording the shows uh doing it virtually but today we're we're, we're doing it virtually just i don't know we can see each other how y'all doing hey it just seems weird to see y'all and, and be doing this at the same time now i don't know why reminiscing about when we used to do this back at the studio over there off a while indigo <laughs> shouldn't be weird this is the, the we're in the zoom era right now yeah go ahead and let you guys introduce yourselves start with dre t since he's the first one on my screen on this side all right dre t next one mccoy is here i'm just gonna jump in and say that my name is jules and i'm here i don't have a nickname still <laughs> years later they don't know that jules was your name jules <laughs> could have been your nickname and Taz is here. <laughs> and Dre D is here. Sick, but here. And Jules, why can't your name be Cool Black Nurse? True. Because that, that's the name of the podcast. That's It's the Joe Rogan podcast. It's a, mm-hmm. the pot. See, the name of the podcast is... Uh, Martin Hahn. Greeny. I'm about to embrace, embarrass myself. I'm about to say it's an adverb or something. Stephen, Stephen, Stephen A's world. Lord have mercy. Is it a pronoun? What am I thinking of? I don't know. Adjective. It's an adjective. It's an adjective. Thank you. I'm talking about damn adverb. Uh, yeah, it's an adjective. It's not a proper noun. All I'm saying is there's numerous people that have podcasts named after themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one of them, so it's all good. Well, damn. Okay. <laughs> so how y'all doing this fine Black History Month? How's everybody? Black, black, black. I can't stand you. I've got the attire. Yes, you do. All black. I see that. McCoy's got his as well with a little splash of color. The little, just a tad. Yeah, just last little splash there. 
It's it's been uh interesting, I will say, this 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 Black History Month. Um I don't know if you guys have seen there's some craziness that has actually come out with some people. There was I don't know if this was a joke or not. I was not really understanding what the guy was trying to do. Uh we'll 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 just go ahead and jump into the headlines you know, just because that the guy is a streamer and was like, I I'm coming out as transracial. I've always felt black. I want to want to be known. So I'm not in Black History Month. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And I'm pretty sure it was a joke. But still, come on, dude. Of course, right after this, Facebook was like, uh, nope, because he was on, I think, partnered with like Facebook Gaming or something. And uh, page is down. Stuff is demonetized. No longer partnered with them. So. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I kind of saw this coming. I think we all saw it coming. <laughs> for a while I, I was somebody like, was gonna try it well the stuff that he said afterwards makes me think it's a joke but I'm like this cost you your quote unquote job was it worth it like for what lab Ra- Rachel Dozenail that's her name Dozenail yeah uh, I think we like Dozenail Dozenail Rachel Dozenail I'm just I'm just gonna leave it at that and no no I'm not surprised at least she was in the NAACP putting in work <laughs> Yeah, that was a white woman from a few years ago. She identified. She was a uh, she. She was white, but she, she looks like she, she could I, be just like oh, she oh, identified I as black. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I remember her now. Yeah. I remember her now. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I thought you were joking. I completely forgot her name. Her. I'm sorry, I did. <laughs> I completely forgot her name. Yeah. Damn! Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, there is a dude as well. He is having all of the plastic surgery to make himself look Korean after some of the K-pop bands because he was like, I identify as Korean. So, so what was he before? British. That was, that's all I can say. Hmm. Okay. Yep. No, no comment. Exactly. Uh, you know, of course, him going through all of that stuff, he just looks like... Stupid. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> No, he looks like that. What was that lady that had all the plastic surgery to look like a cat? He kind of looks like her now. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It just, yeah. just looks terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I, look. <laughs> Some people just have too much money and too much time, yeah. and they just yeah. they just get into foolish things. And who am oh, I to tell you what to do with your time and money? Just leave me out of it. Yeah, if if you if if you want me to call you a sheep, uh, or if we're gonna go step brothers with it, you identified as a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and you terrorize the dogs in the neighborhood. If that's what gets your rocks off, great. Leave me alone. Don't terrorize my dog. We fine. Wow, I was just kind of just thrown off the fact, you know, of course, when he wanted to do this and all of the hoopla, Rachel Dolezal, I understand that she felt like she really was, this dude was just doing it just for laughs or right, whatever. And it, I mean, I mean, how do we know? Can you prove someone's intent like that? That's mm-hmm. true. But like I said, it was from the stuff that he posted afterwards. That's just what I'm going by. He might be at home crying because he can't be a black man now. We don't know. He might have looked. He might look forward to some of the positive black male stereotypes. He's always been slow. He's always been slow his entire life and couldn't jump really far. I'm not. You know, no. Maybe he wanted to. It's not. 
That's not going to change from identifying them. <laughs> I mean, apparently it can. I mean, if you identify something, then you, you know, that you become. Like you just wake up like, yeah. I'm black now. I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really fast this morning. Well, let me go run down the street. Faster than everybody else. I got some news for him as a black man who cannot run fast. Uh, I don't like May you. not always be what you think it is. Oh, my Lord. I can dance, though. And think about it. If we're talking <laughs> about stereotypes. You know, he could be possibly giving up his good credit score. Like, if you become black, now you got... Oh, Lord. I'm done. I can't get you. Why would that be your motive? <laughs> I mean, he he wants the black experience. He wants high blood pressure. What am I if I no. I can't run fast and I have a good credit score? What, well, what does that do me? Byron Leftwich. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Wow. Wow. He, wow. He's a he's a he's a a former NFL black quarterback who was not known for his athleticism at wow. all. Well, he might not be known for head coaching either. Speaking <laughs> of the NFL and head coaches, um, I know it was also kind of like, uh, this is an older story now, but CN is the, uh, of course, like I said, with the Black History Month, and just kind of going over some things. Uh, Brian Flores brought suit against the NFL for discrimination and for all other host of things necessarily after he was fired from the Miami Dolphins, correct? Yeah. And if you guys have more on that, because I know every I'm I'm still catching bits and pieces of this. Jules and Drady will give me some stuff and get, see some of the updates and everything. But I swear, when I saw the headline, I was like, oh, that's messed up. But kept reading and getting more into it. I was like, damn. Yeah, well... I'll start it with this. Everybody that watches professional football knows that there's a problem. Anybody that plays it, anybody that watches it, anybody that commentates on it knows that there's a problem among diversity hiring. But I want to be specific this evening around black men getting head coaching jobs in the NFL. And if you want to, if you want to, I was trying to explain this to somebody, if you want to break down the NFL coaching structure, there's really three main positions of power. There's your head coach, offensive coordinator, and defensive coordinator. And it's very hard for a black candidate to get any of the three. And just as of late, there's been more black offensive coordinators. There's always been a black defensive coordinator here and there. But it Mm -hmm. wasn't very many black offensive coordinators. And we finally have some notable, ironically, Byron Leftwich is a notable black offensive coordinator. So it's hard to get into those positions of power within these organizations. The Miami Dolphins specifically hadn't had back-to-back winning seasons in like 10 years. I think it might have been winning seasons, actually, in like 10 years since Brian, until Brian Flores got there. So you're just a franchise of just terrible play. I wouldn't even see, see a mediocrity. It was just like you're just a terrible franchise that hasn't won since the 70s. Wow. And you fire the only really winning coach that you've had. And and really when coaches get fired, what is it always about? It's always about performance, meaning they didn't win. So it's just crazy that he gets fired because he didn't win. And then there was a smear campaign on his name. 
They tried to say it was difficult to work with and that he wouldn't follow the direction of leadership, meaning the white people. He made the white people oh, uncomfortable no, no. <laughs> in the meeting. But wasn't, wasn't one of the directions for him to lose so that yep. they can get you know, better draft picks? And yep. so he refused to do that. Yeah, so I guess direction. maybe that's part of what they're saying. You know, uh, he didn't follow direction. Those should be yeah. in direction. Yeah, it's it's alleged he was offered a hundred thousand dollars for every loss by the owner of the Miami Dolphins. That it was alleged mm. uh, that that was that was offered to him, and this was a uh, and D correct me if I'm wrong. Twenty nineteen year, so this was the Joe Burrow to uh, Justin Herbert draft class. Yeah. Yeah. So it was alleged that he was offered to lose so that they could get higher draft position. I don't know. It's just crazy when you think about it. And then I know for me personally, same subject, but different field. Like professionally, I, I've been thinking about it a lot how the company that I work for speaks a lot about diversity, but there's just not a lot in senior leadership roles. And and he was Brian Flores was on the I Am Athlete podcast this week actually earlier this week, and Ocho Cinco Chad Johnson if you don't know his real name Chad Johnson former NFL receiver kept bringing that up you know yes you're talking about the NFL but this is a bigger problem it's not just the NFL it's corporations and multiple companies that always talk about diversity yet there isn't any so it's it's something that I've been thinking about a lot not because of just Brian Flores or because I'm a football fan, but even when I think about it, I stare my career mortality in the face and I think, how can I grow my career? And actually going through the process of interviewing, you just see so many people that don't look like you. Do you feel different when you do? Like, do you automatically just go in, okay, uh, I'm calmer, I'm able to speak more eloquent or what? Is it it's not necessarily about the calmer or eloquent because I feel like there's a level of code switching that you have to yep. do in order to progress your career. So it's not even a fact of me being uncomfortable because I was fortunate enough to be to grow up around a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not uncomfortable or comfortable in a in a particular environment, generally speaking. But I think when you talk about giving someone an opportunity or give them a chance. I do feel like I have to be 10 times better than the other candidate. And I'll put it like this. The roles that I've applied for in my company, I went back and looked at who they hired because we can look at the org chart and I can see the new face. They were all white. You know, they were were white women, but Mm -hmm. they were all white still. So I don't know. It's It's just interesting. I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that Brian Flores has a very compelling case. It'll be interesting to see through the discovery what comes out. You know, I I hope it doesn't end up in arbitration because in arbitration, there's a lot of things that don't come come out like John Gruden. It was over 600 emails in the Redskins scandal that recently cost John Gruden his job. Was John Gruden, John Gruden was the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, signed a 10-year, $100 million deal. It was a big deal when he... When he did it, he only did like two or three years because some emails came out with him saying some disparaging things about marginalized communities. But it was over 600 emails. And y'all mean to to tell the public that 
one coach, only one coach, the only he was the only person that said something disparaging. Highly unlikely. Yeah, nobody else was on the thread. Nobody else responded. Just he was sending emails to himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I see. So, what happened for him, so to speak, was that all of his emails with him saying just horrific stuff came out. And he he's the only one that got fired. Yeah, I bring I bring that up because it happened during an arbitration period. None of the actual evidence was made public. Mm. They showed us what they wanted us to see. And what I don't want to happen is the same thing that happened to Brian Flores. I want everything to be public. I want all the evidence to be out in the open because I think it'll give his case a better understanding. And then the last thing that I'll say, and then I'll shut up, every time... He comes out and he points to a piece of evidence that he may have or a claim is made. These teams are very – Joy Taylor made a good point. I was watching Fox and she was talking about it. If somebody interviews you live, you might say something. It might not be the best thing. It might have come off a little off. The tone might have been wrong. You might have made a mistake in the words you chose and how you want to come across. But when a team makes a statement, mm. that means – so a number of people have looked over said statement, have checked it for grammatical errors, for tone, for the message they're trying to convey. So they are very intentional with these words, that they, these statements they release. And every one of them in regards to Brian Flores has been very, hasn't been kind, for lack of a better <laughs> term. It's been, you know. To, to put it easy, they've been very like corporate speak for fuck you. Oh. Yep. They're, they're very per my last email statements. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now, I also saw within this, and I just saw right here that he was actually on, looks like uh, he talked to uh, Real Sp- uh, Brian Gumble on Real Sports, which I can't believe is actually still on. He was also supposed to like sign an NDA after he left. They were going to give him uh, a, sum, a certain sum of money to not speak about his experience or talk about this or blah, blah, blah. So coaches, so he spoke about that. And I said I was going to start talking. Coaches, when they, when they get let go, all of them have to sign a waiver or a non-disclosure of legal action to receive the final years of their deal. So mm-hmm. he had a four-year deal or five-year deal. He only, he only did three years. He got two years left of money, which – in NFL talk is millions of dollars that he didn't, he's probably not going to get left on the table because he wouldn't sign the disclosure. But if he would have signed that, he wouldn't have been able to do this class action lawsuit. And it's other people that have joined the lawsuit or no? Because I know some other things came out regarding like Bill Belichick or something like that. Yeah, I don't think anybody's joined the lawsuit yet. Mm -hmm. I hope they do because it like just to me from just really looking at, okay, what are we really going to get out of this lawsuit? Like, is it, is it actually going to work? I think he's going to need more people because even though we can see it, right, you can look at the NFL and obviously know that there's some sort of racial discrimination, right? (laughs) How do you prove it? Like it's unless there's just like an email out there. That's just like the, we're not going to hire whatever coach because he is black because she is a woman, because whatever that's just explicit like that, mm-hmm. it's hard to prove it unless you are able to establish 
a pattern with a whole lot of people. Uh, I can take it a step further. It's pretty much impossible to prove it because in this country, or well, actually in a lot of governments in general, it's very easy um, for companies to just say we hired the best candidate. The candidate just happened to not be black. And there's just no way to prove that for them in their instance and for, for what they claim that they were looking for. Because when you're hiring someone, you can make up whatever it is that mm-hmm. you want to say, that's what I was looking for. Well, this is what I was looking for. Even though this person has a better resume, I wasn't exactly looking for that. But yeah. it's it's just so easy for them to, to just use that as a as a scapegoat. And it's what can you say? Like from a law standpoint, what, like what can you do? say that the best candidate for them wasn't the person that they hired. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, it's all about bias. And yeah. there's a such thing even as unconscious bias. That's what you, you necessarily trying to be racist. You're not trying to say, okay, well, I'm going to explicitly find a white person. But it's, you know, you, you subconsciously are drawn to the white person or whatever. And, and that happens in the corporate environment too. And that's the bad part about it. And that's why it keeps happening is that you can't prove that. Right. They're, they give training on unconscious bias and all this stuff. But if you wanted to try to pinpoint an exact situation where unconscious bias happens, you can't really prove it. So like, like y'all saying, I don't know how this case is going to go. Well, actually, I have an idea of how it's going to go. It's just going to end up with a settlement. I think that's that's all you can do. Like um, because it's going to get to a point where it's going to get dirty. They're going to have to draw out, uh, you know, who did you hire? Who did you interview? What type of things did you ask them? What were you looking for? And and then maybe you can try to piece together that the person you hired wasn't the best person for the job, but that's going to be hard to do. I think rather than let all the information come out, there's just going to be a settlement. Yeah, I think that at best, at best you can hope for the NFL is all about the bottom line. At best you can hope for they don't like how this is potentially messing with their bottom line, which un- unfortunately it probably won't but they don't like the media and the press that it's getting. So they will do things to try to fix it. You know, I don't, unfortunately, I don't think that there's going to be any real change that comes from this, even though like everybody say, you can see it, like you can see and you can understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's why Brian Flores filed the lawsuit because you brought up Bill Belichick. Well, it was a text message from Bill Belichick that led him or that confirmed how he felt because Bill Belichick said, you know, congratulations on the Giants job, which Brian Flores is from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn, New York, which also, by the way, the uh, New York Giants football team, one of the longest standing franchises in the NFL, hundred years of history, have never had a black head coach ever. Not one. I don't think they've had a black quarterback either. I don't think so. I can't recall one. So that in itself, like, so they hired someone you can argue, I would argue, someone that is less qualified than Brian Flores. They hired a white offensive coordinator from Buffalo Bills, Brian Daybowl. But the point of the matter is Bill Belichick, who Brian Daybowl and Brian Flores both worked for the Patriots at one time. Pretty much Belichick was supposedly, well, he was supposed to text Brian Daybowl but actually text Brian Flores by accident. And he was like, congratulations on the job. And Brian Flores is like, what are you talking about? My interview is in a couple of days from now. And he was like, oh, oh I really no. effed this up. My bad, I effed this up or something like that. 
So he knew he messed up. That lets you know they talk. They know what's going on. They know what kind of decisions that they are going to make and what they want to make. And they, they're just following suit with the Rooney rule, which isn't working. But we're, since we're on the Rooney, on the Rooney rules. Uh, you want to explain the Rooney rule for everyone who yeah, does not know? Yeah, the, the Rooney rule was, const- was instituted in 2005, somewhere around there. And what that rule is intended to do is to give other people to sit at the table when you go through the interview process for head coaches. So what it says is if a team has an open coaching position, head coach position, they have to interview at least one minority. Like for your process to be complete, regardless of how many people you interview, one of them has to be a minority. That's in essence what the Rooney rule was set up to do was to get some of these minorities at at the table. And this was instituted by the Rooney family, which owned the Pittsburgh Steelers, which ironically have the only black or had the only black head coach who is also one of the most tenured coaches in the NFL right now, other than probably Bill Belichick and has never had a losing season, by the way. Uh, And also throw this out here. He hired, he actually hired Brian Flores as a special assistant this past weekend. Because we, you know, a lot of people didn't know if Brian Flores was even going to get a job. Can we talk about Mike Tomlin for a second? Like I, I just have like like oh, you, you want to speak about yourself. Go ahead. He's one of the talk, um, talk about yourself. Definitely well, a very successful head coach in the league, and I don't know what this says about the league because you always hear about the Bill Belichick coaching tree. You hear about the Andy Reid coaching tree. You hear about the Bill Parcells coaching tree. Like all of these other head coaches around the league that are getting jobs only because they used to coach with this other successful coach. So you have Mike Tomlin, who's definitely one of the most successful coaches in the league, never had a losing season in in his head coaching career. Where is his coaching tree? Where yeah. are the, the offensive and defensive coordinators that work with Mike Tomlin? Like what happens to them? Like even in the media, like I don't even know who they are. There, he's had some notable coaches that have coached for him. Yeah, you know Todd you Haley. You don't, yeah, Todd Haley. Uh, you just, you just don't hear the oh. the vernacular yeah. coaching tree when it comes to Mike Tomlin. But you, there was Todd Haley. He's had a couple different. Whoever is the OC for the Ravens now, I believe he. Uh-huh. With Somebody whose name you don't know. Wow. Don't know. Exactly. That's my point. Like so, and just and even y'all as y'all were talking about it, just. For the record, y'all said Todd Haley three times and no one else. Like, is Todd Haley the only coach that he's had in 10 years? Like, no. That was a head coach. Where's his coaching tree? So that I, I think, like, that's another thing that you can point to. But it's just, it's one of those things for me that I can see it. We can see it happening. But how do you Can't put your finger it? on it? Yeah. Well, yeah, because, like, something like that, what they'll just point to is that, we don't talk about really anybody else's coaching tree either. It's really just Billy Belichick is all they ever talk about. No, nah, they you talk know, about Andy Reid and even uh, Sean McVay. Sean McVay has a coaching tree. Look at look at the people that have gotten hired recently because they worked with Sean McVay at some point in time. Matt Lafleur, he's one of well, them. No, that's, my that's Zach, weird. That, was, that was under somebody else's staff, though. That wasn't Sean McVay's staff. He was just part of that staff. Anybody that's worked with Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan right now, if if you worked with Kyle Shanahan next year, the following year you would well no because you're black. If you were white, you gonna, you're gonna get an interview. Year, you're you not gonna get, get the a, job. You get a head coaching job. <laughs> you get the interview. So 
I want to I want to uh, jump into this and I just because I want to get Taz's opinion on something like this, because we had a, a an episode where we talked about people asking us things like, how do I go corporate or whatnot? I don't know what more you would have to do in the NFL to be able to be seen as a viable candidate, or I guess it, you just put in the time. But is it always just going to be something where you just stuck? I, you know, I'm, I'm not big on sports, so that's why yeah. I try to be quiet when y'all talk about the sports stuff. I'm not, um, I, have, I don't know I have much about or even, even a little bit about of what, what y'all are talking about. So um, just from the corporate side, the, if the industry or if where you are is not ready to take you corporate, it don't matter what you do. If, if they don't want you to go corporate, they're not going to take you corporate. They're not, I mean, sure. not corporate, but if they don't want you to yeah. go up, yeah. they don't want you to move forward, you're not going to. So you might as well go on and move on to the next, wherever you feel like you need to go. That's sad, though. I mean, that's anywhere. It, it, and it had, we see it more as African-Americans, but it doesn't matter your race if if where you are. Isn't ready for it. Right. If they, you, You're not going anywhere. So that's why you see a lot of movement. That's why nowadays you don't have as much um, loyalty to corporations or companies um, as they did back in our parents' days. Because the people are seeing their worth and seeing that they're not, they're being skipped over for nothing. Mm. No reason. Or to them, no reason. It's a reason somewhere. <laughs> but, you know. Ah. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, I think is, um, you know, kind of going back to the corporate example, but I, I think it applies to the NFL too, is uh, it's all politics. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's all about, you know, who you know, how well do you know them, and how comfortable they are with you. Yeah. And a lot of times, I mean, let's just be honest, that's where the racism comes in. And it, it's like, if you think about the top leaders at your job, whoever they are, right, whoever manages your department or whatever. Look at who the best friends are. Look at look at who they mm. talk to the most. Look at who they socialize with. Look at who they have the most in common. Do those people look like you? Very true. Very true. And that's really what it boils down to. Who do you think they're gonna look at first if an opportunity comes up? That's yeah. that's really all it boils down to. It's it's you know, you get it's about who you know. It's a it's a good old boys club. Yeah. But that's that's that again everywhere. Anywhere, everywhere. But yeah. It's not what you know. A lot of a lot of times it's not what you know, it's who you know. Because you can be taught whatever they need to teach you, you know, the, the ins and outs of the position, but it's what is, it's who, you know, who can get your foot in the door. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because a lot of people get skipped over just because I didn't have anybody to push my resume in front of the right person, you know? So, yeah. So the, so the real question is not, how can I move up? How can I get these opportunities? The real question is how can I get in good with them people over there? And the bottom line is, if yeah. they don't want to get in good with you, or if they, if they don't want you to get in good with them, that's where you get stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You can't be part of the club. No, um, Bruce, no. Bruce, Bruce Arians comes from the Tomlin, Tomlin coaching tree, by the way. You look this up. How long did it take you to Google that? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't easy to find. I'll put it like that. Okay. I'll, I'm just making oh, sure. Man. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, Bruce Arians, one of the most popular head coaches in the NFL. Nobody knows that. Off top. Yeah. You didn't just super, know that. Super, super Bowl champ, by the way. Yeah, but you didn't just know that. One of the things, I guess, you, since you brought up Super Bowl, what did you guys think about the uh, Super Bowl and the uh, halftime show? I believe that that's the kind of halftime show we need to have every year. <laughs> yep. I want to know how they're going to top this 
next year. Because I mean, who can they who? Won't. They won't. Right, like y'all came out. They're gonna come back with so the, Bruce Springsteen's. Oh no! <laughs> no. I love seeing all the memes though of like, yeah, I'm glad they got some some young people out there, not like the who and the these old oh uh wow at that point they're realizing that they're old <laughs> but i i enjoyed it as well mary was out there doing mary in her in her outfit i know there was a little bit of hoopla over um uh what you call it taking a knee and um what's his name uh dr Dre. look at me yeah yeah eminem taking the knee and dr dre still saying something about the police or whatever and they asked him not to and the uh, of all that, the thing that made the cover story for the New York Post was Snoop being caught on camera taking a hit for uh, going on stage. I'm like, they were like, it's, 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 it's legal, first of all, out there. So what, so what are we talking about? Yep. Everybody knows. It would, it would be more of a news story if you had a video of him not taking a hit before he went on stage. <laughs> right. Why, yeah. why is that news? Yeah, Y'all know who this comments. man is? We're definitely just like, oh, there's a picture of Snoop doing something perfectly legal. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. As was you that he's known for doing anyway. Like, come on, stop playing with us. He gonna do it. Oh, you you approved of the uh, halftime show, Taz? I know this um, it used to be your love back in the day. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yes, that was I, I. I enjoyed it. I stood up the whole time. I was like the. I was like our parents back in the day, and now I realize I'm a parent in this day. And you know, you do feel that. What 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 was it? What, what was 1900s that you were born in the 1900s when you hear music like yeah 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 clutch the pearls they're imaginary. Oh. Um, you were born. We were born in the 1900s, and <laughs> the audacity. Yeah, and you know, yeah, yeah, but I absolutely enjoyed it. I sang every song except the Kendrick Lamar. I didn't even know who that was until my niece told me, and I was like, I don't know who that is, it don't matter. (laughs) Now, I did see 50 Cent, like, he was upside down. I was like, he gotta be suffocating a little bit. I wonder how long he was up side down because it didn't look like a comfortable position. He probably should have left that in the he he should have left that in the nineteen hundreds. So um, okay. Fine. (laughs) But everything else was I I sang along. I was ready. The thing that got me is that so many people came and was uh talking about uh fifty and I found it freaking hilarious because fifty cent is known (laughs) for being a troll to everybody on uh, social media for the most part. And they they were talking about his weight, saying that he looked like inflation, a whole dollar bill and all that. So <gasps> I was, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they went after him. And he, he embraced was, it. He, he trolled himself. Yeah. <laughs> he trolled himself. His, yeah. yeah. His response was hilarious. I, I was actually really, really um, loving the show. And Jay-Z said, Jay-Z, Jay-Z did what he said he was going to do, bring out, you know, more talent and stuff to... Super Bowl, and I believe that is the only super, the only halftime show where it was just all black people on Black History Month. And Black History Month. Yeah. Really? I can't think of another one because um, mm-hmm. I know when Michael Jackson did it, I do not think that one was 
during I think it was like very end of January, maybe the first week of February. Do you mean do 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 you mean like first halftime show with a number of black people? Say, yeah. Like, or just, was there. yeah. Just just black people in general as the headliner because Prince, I don't believe there was anybody with Prince. It was just Prince. Yeah, I think it was just Prince. And then and then last year the weekend, right? Was anybody with him? I thought he did the beginning show. I mean, she broke the damn stadium. I'm pretty sure she was by herself. Oh, Beyonce, yeah. She literally broke oh, the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Superdome when she tore that down. It had us waiting for like an hour because damn power was Oh, out. no. 2021 was the weekend by himself. Yeah. Didn't oh, even yeah. see that one. I'm not going to even lie. I didn't either. I just Googled it. I Googled it. Rapper, pretty much. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to say the weekend was the rain. greatest, but. <laughs> well, he blast. Playing Purple Rain. <laughs> And it rained. And uh, yeah, he said he said purple rain and it rained. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would. So the, the, I would, I would rank it. I, so I'll just say this: I'll rank it up there with definitely one of the best. It's definitely and and to me, at least for me, there's a pattern. I don't I don't know about everybody else, but I would say my favorite halftime shows have been Prince, Michael Jackson, Beyonce, and this one. So I think they seem to be the most popular ones for most people. So they might want to investigate. Why yeah. that is the case, yeah. and why nobody wants to see uh, Imagine Dragons or uh, somebody, whatever the somebody does though. Somebody yeah, does. No, like it, it was great no. for. Uh, I don't know, you know who do. Imagine Dragons are, but I'm, I'm saying say <laughs> if they want to get radioactive, they can go buy a concert ticket to the Imagine Dragons. Stand. But let's not put that. Let's not put that on the halftime of the Super Bowl. Well, there's a market for everybody. Yeah, there's a market for everybody. And the Super Bowl ain't it. <laughs> all right, go D. Yeah, I was going to say, and don't, don't these artists have to pay? Don't they pay for all of this themselves? Yeah, yeah. that's what I did not know. I did not realize that until Mary brought it up. I think that's another Wait. thing that keeps some artists from, from doing it. Because back in the day, you performed at the Super Bowl. That was big, and it, it brought you more attention and everything. Nowadays, that, that won't. You won't get the same. You won't get the same feedback. Actually, nowadays you may end up getting trolled if your performance isn't the best. Because it's gonna yeah. Yeah. they're gonna measure it up against other things as well. So you're Me. paying for it, and your career can pay for it as well. <laughs> so it's it's a but risk I mean, for some of these artists. But they they're bringing in people. They never really bring in up and coming artists. I mean, at least not that I can think of. They usually bring in people who are established, you know, veteran artists. So at that point, if I'm a veteran, if I'm somebody like Dr. Dre, I don't need exposure. Like, I don't need, yeah. why am I paying to perform at the halftime show? I, I don't get it. Yeah, I never, but you remember, like, all of this changed also after the, just, the Justin and Janet shit. Because they did used to bring in, like, good artists. And then you know after that, they, they started bringing, well, no, they weren't paying. Well, part of it was, I know the NFL was, afraid of like some shit like that happening again so they I'm putting up air quote air quotes right now they brought in certain people that they knew would not do those type of things I was we let y'all black, black people get up here oh lord and we got a titty out in public <laughs> we're gonna go get the safe white bands yeah. because we know that they're not gonna have titties out in public in the halftime Pretty much. But Justin was involved. Justin ain't black. 
Well, you remember they gave Justin a pass because he said he didn't know it was going to happen. She was supposed to have something under there. He performed at the halftime show after mm-hmm. that, and there was that there was the big debate about like, dude, like you need to make it right. Like it ain't right. You get to perform, and she can't. Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Yep. Yeah. What you were saying, Jules? I was just gonna say, didn't it? Didn't a couple of years ago, one of the one of the Imagine Dragons had his titties out. Why they ain't oh, saying nothing about his nipples showing? Adam Levine, yeah, Adam Levine. Uh, well, Maroon Five, Imagine Dragons, all of that, whatever they are, whoever they are, you know who I was talking about. <laughs> but you're right. People were like, and no one wanted to see that, and no one said anything. You're right. You're right. You're right. I remember people being up in arms. About I'm just that. saying, yeah. you can't, you can't show nipples. What are we, what, what are we doing, uh, Maroon Five? Yeah. Okay. Since there, I'm going to catch you guys up on a couple of Florida headlines before we are out. Oh, actually, I wanted to say this really quick. Apparently, I don't know if you guys have seen that, but, you know, we we have to throw in our crazy politics as well. So a house, the lady who's running for a house, uh, her name is Abby Broyles uh, in Oklahoma. Somehow, according to her, she took some sleeping medicine and uh, began to hallucinate, which caused her to act out at a uh, preteen sleepover, calling some of the girls acne fuckers, Hispanic fuckers. Then she vomited in a girl's bag, and at that point in time, fell out on top of another girl after drinking a little bit. According to her, it was the uh, Ambien, I believe it was, she said, which seems to just be happening to everybody. Anytime they take Ambien, people just get fucked up. Yeah, I was going to say that. Did uh, you say acne fucker? She acne fucker. Yeah. She called the little girl. In the beginning, what? like skin condition, acne. Oh, 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 so is she actually calling her a fucker that has acne? Or is she calling her somebody who fucks people with acne? I'm, I'm, acne fucker sounds. That sounds like know. a very Caucasian way of <laughs> cursing. That's Can't all I'm saying. You. I just hope that Ambien uh, updates their side effects to <laughs> include. Racist rants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seem like everybody. Yeah. Taking that ambient, just get toe up, just get toe up. So, uh, yeah. Now, uh, in the beginning, she apologized. After that, she was like, "This is a smear campaign. I refuse to apologize for something." She went through a, a few versions. At first, she was like, "It didn't happen." Then she was just like, "Well, um, I was on the ambient. I'm sorry." And she was like, "No." I'm not sorry. I shouldn't be held accountable for something I didn't know I was doing. Boy, I shouldn't be held accountable for something I didn't know I was doing. Yes. There's a whole lot of people in jail (laughs) right now. (laughs) I was drunk, man. I knew knew that one would get Jules. I knew that one would get Jules. There's a whole lot of people in jail right now that we need to let go. But a couple of Florida headlines, and then I'll let you guys go. Florida man steals entire stack of lottery tickets and got away, came back in a change of clothes, and tried to do it again. You know, I, you know, I thought, just, I, yes. thought, I thought you was going to say he hit a ticket and brought it back to claim it. That's what I thought. I thought he was going to say that, too. I thought he was <laughs> going to talk about Florida. I, mean, I thought she was going there with that, too. No. Nah. Yeah, we just talk about Florida, but. That's still ridiculous, though. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess the worst part. I think that's the part of it that makes it Florida. 
It's Florida. Yeah. It's Florida. I think the worst part is that he he stole all those tickets, and obviously they all lost because he came back to go steal some more. (laughs) So he did all of that and basically got zero benefit. I guess he really believed it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I could do it again. He thought he robbed it once. He thought he could rob it again. Was it the same day? (laughs) Taz, this is his thought process. They wouldn't be expected. No dumbass would do this two times in one day, so that makes it the perfect opportunity to do it two times in one day. That's what he was thinking. Yeah. Either that or he took an ambient. <laughs> That's the new I wonder if he showed up while the cops were still there, like investigating the robbers. That other dude. I mean, you guys remember that? The bank came back yeah. and tried to um he was like, Oh, so what's happening here? It's like we do see this is you on the camera now. I don't That's my twin brother Rob. Mm-hmm. I'll help y'all find him. <laughs> Last one. Florida man steals alligator from golf course, tosses it around to teach it a lesson. What? Why would you steal an alligator <laughs> in Florida? I mean, they everywhere. Like, what, they probably in your backyard right now. Like, why? Why are you stealing yeah. an alligator? Well, what lesson was he trying to teach? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Just to play devil's advocate, I'm curious. What? What was the lesson that we were the alligator <laughs> was supposed to learn? You're you're wanting. Some sort of like thought process of this person. This is all he kept telling the police. I'm teaching it a lesson. Oh, get okay. a lesson. That makes sense. You know. Did it eat one of his loved ones? <laughs> he also suffered injuries after he was bitten. Of course. I'm sure he did. But uh, headlines. Prazzy still made it. Shocking. I really am too. Do we do we have to ask the um, race of this person? Yeah, nobody asked on either one of them. You, you wanna, you, we wanna ask on either. Well, Florida doesn't have a race. They just Florida. They Florida. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who they could be. You she know, from say story you said, I don't know. That's their race, Floridian. I hate you. Yeah, it's pretty. I'm pretty much right. I'm, I'm gonna go with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> Floridian. I also know no black person would say acne fucker, so yeah, we know <laughs> that. that. We know that. Why? Well, I, I, well, I'll say okay. I'm gonna say that that one I, was obviously not a question. <laughs> the other two, I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I, I could, I would say the lottery ticket was probably. I can see that being black. A minority. <laughs> I don't know which mm-hmm. one. Yeah, that one I'm not sure. But they went home and changed clothes. And came back. That could be. That could be either one. Yeah. Hispanic. Mexican. Floridian. Floridian. Um, actually, and not a, and not an alligator. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going with Floridian on that one. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure that was. Uh, was not a minority. Okay. So the alligator. I'm gonna give y'all a hint. His name is William Hodge. Oh. Exactly. As I thought. Yeah, of, well, of the all, Hodge. Mm, I don't know. First of all, it was the the actions that he did. You know that that was kind of a clue, mm-hmm. but it it took place on the golf course. Uh, Who gonna act up on the golf course? That's Tiger Woods. Shut it up. He don't act on the golf course. Oh, you know what? The golf course. You're right. You you right. right. The golf, the golf course should have been a clue. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, do we? Uh, you got to be, be very privileged to act up on the golf course. 
And on the first yeah, one. And then I'm going to teach you the lesson. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I don't, you know, I'm not sure that black people, uh, well, minorities are really just, I'm not sure that would have been the quote. The golf course also kind of narrows down the age. Now I'm just picturing an old white man now. An older white man. Exactly what I pictured. He was yeah. 32. Wow. Shut up. Mm. He is all, and now if you looked at him, I was about you, to, that ambient is really powerful. <laughs> <laughs> hit it on Lord. the head. I was about to say the exact same thing. I have a really, I got a really good question. Are we talking about a regular thirty-two no, or, a meth, T, addict, T or a meth addict or a meth addict or a meth addict thirty-two? Ambient addict thirty-two. <laughs> That's two different thirty-twos. He looks more yeah, like a are. meth ambient combo addict. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and uh, on the first one, uh, the lottery tickets, we, we come to a conclusion. No, yes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I told you, Floridian. Man. Floridian. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> want to lead this one up as a mystery? No, we want to know. Yep. You know what? I don't want to do it because it's Black History Month. Let me say that. You suck. I figured it. I figured it. Bessie was black. Hey, you say, you know, lottery tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the lottery tickets is that line. It did kind of give it away. Yeah, lottery tickets. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I was late, our man. people like to play lottery tickets. Yeah. They, they like to play the tickets. Yep. I am picturing an Zale like character. Very much so. Very much so. Actually, yeah. when you think about it, this is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound real crazy. But when you think about it, the risk to reward might make sense. Because, I mean, if he gets caught, he stole, what, like, you know, $200 worth of lottery tickets. Yeah. But yeah. if those lottery tickets hit, right. That's not even a he got $10,000 or whatever, you know, the, the hit is. Oh, I hate that okay. you just made risk to reward. I hate <laughs> that you just made sense of that from a legal perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Black History Month. It's Black History Month. We're going we gonna to make it do what it do, baby. All right. I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning in for our foolishness tonight. Thank you so much. Uh, if you have not, go and take a look at the, uh, say what, radio page. We got some good stuff coming up on there. And always, always, always check out the other shows on the network. As always, please continue to follow us on social media. Say what radio for all platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Again, thank you for tuning in. As always, the biggest compliment you guys can give us is to really, really, really share, like, subscribe, review the show on iTunes, Google Play, thumbs up on Facebook, everything. Tell your family, friends about the show. We may not be everybody's cup of tea, but hey, let them listen and we can come to an agreement. You know, you like this, don't like this. But that was funny. Yes, it was. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Catch us next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. I'm dying in fucking fucked up town. Shit, 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 crying in my mouth. Get the fuck out this country, motherfucker. What the fuck is that? Say what again?